time. For 25 bucks a month, you might so as well fuck it, dude. why you don't hate the game. I never hate on no Peloton. Hey, hey. I've heard people who do hate on Peloton. I'm a big, like, it's it's all hip workouts. So, like, I feel like I'm working better than if I'm on a treadmill. You know me, I'm a big do what works for you. Dude. Yeah, that's that's also true. Like, huge do what works for you. Ah! Uh, welcome back to the All Day Everyday Show, everybody. How are we? How are we? Last time we were down here, we had caps off on. We had caps off on last time. Uh... Beautiful, beautiful Thursday, June 15th, post-NBA Finals, post-Stanley Cup Finals. Big show today, all day AJ Manny Ruffin. As always, if you're watching on YouTube, drop a like, a comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button down below. Apple Podcasts and Spotify for our audio listeners and our audio platforms. Give us those ratings. They do help us with those platforms. I really uh, fuck with you too if you listen to the audio because I feel like that's like a different kind of like engagement and commitment. Like, well, I was talking to somebody and if you're on Spotify or Apple right now, I fuck with you. Hundred percent. And I I was talking to somebody and um, I sent them the audio and I was like, you know, in case you can't watch, but I I like when people watch because I want them to see the professionalism that we have here with like all this stuff. I so and I and I, I I never thought he did, but then he starts like talking about some of the things that caps off said mm-hmm. you know when matan was like um you know i used to be the producer and he's like yeah i remember like the one guy said he used to be the producer. I'm like oh shit you were listening yeah. okay okay i think the audio is a dope experience it is it is i mean everybody says now you can just pop in your airpods and whatever just listen to a podcast mm-hmm. um all right big podcast today big show today plenty of stuff to go over um Oakland Athletics reverse boycott. We got, obviously, the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, the Vegas Golden Knights. Plenty to go on there. The U.S. Open has started today. I'm going to be ranking my top three U.S. Open courses of all time. Mm. Skip and Shannon Mm. are done. What does this mean for Skip? And the question that I will be asking Manny Ruffin later in the show, what did Shannon Sharp mean to Skip and Undisputed for these past seven years? Um, I do have to touch simply on uh, Saquon Barkley getting that pre-franchise tag offer back on the table see what that means for the new york giants um but we're all gonna start we're all gonna start with should we start a tea party we're gonna start quarterbacks let's go oh tea party my first. god bro i mean we just did fucking eight nine shots in like nine holes bro. yeah for everybody that watched that video fucking rough thanks for watching that was our first tea party of the season we got a new gopro we're taking this content this golf content super 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 serious many and i had like conversations i need to take my swing more serious but yeah we are taking the content dude we spoke like two weeks ago and we were like we gotta just go all in with this um so we're we're enjoying it we're i think these challenges go a long long way um it was a lot of fun and i i want to make note though the video ends with me falling out of the cart. Yes. And we can explain. We can explain. <laughs> There's a hill on there, and I was just leaning all the way out, and I didn't have my hands because one was on one camera, one was on the other camera, and I was already leaning, like, basically out the cart. So then when we turned and drove up the hill, it was easy just for Sharp me to fly turn, out. Sharp turn, by the way. Sharp like, turn. I would have fallen, and I was telling everybody, they're like, oh, you were just too shit-faced. Like, nah. I would have fallen out of that cart sober. <laughs> no. I, like, if I, I needed to be grabbing on something, and I wasn't, so I just like kind of slipped out. Um, big thing, though, is we did finish the challenge. The video yes. makes it seem like we didn't. And we thought, finished the round. And we finished the round. And yeah. we ate after. Well, you finished the round. I was I was pretty much done. Yeah, you did what like you had to do. Hole. You did what you had to do. <laughs> but 
Um, we did finish the round, and we finished the shots and the video. But when I fell out of the cart, this is the story. When I fell out of the cart, the camera like got out of focus. I actually thought it was broken, but I great ball security by the way. And uh, I think we were just too drunk to fix it. And we were also too drunk to realize that we could have just used Jesus the GoPro, GoPro as like our secondary camera. <laughs> and so the, the the second half, like our shots in on the ninth hole, which was our eighth hole, and our putts on the green, and then our full ninth hole, which was the tenth hole, uh, was all out of focus. So we were like, fuck, like we just lost a hole and a half. How are we going to finish this? But then when we were going through the footage, we we're like, Dude, we have so much footage, we might as well just make a video. And it ended up being fucking really awesome. So, plenty more to come. We're actually doing one right after the show today. So, um, we're on our fucking high horses with this shit this summer. And it's going to be, you know, again, this is season three. I think so. we could battle. I think we could battle Dude, some we people took... in a fireball comp. I also... I'll tell you something, fireball for me, at least, I can I can do it. Though. That's your shit, too. I'll die. Like, the next morning, I'll just have no, I'll have no, like awareness of what I did the night before. As you know, I lo- I left my club's wallet, half my well-being, getting my social security number and all that with you. <laughs> but I did make it through. I think we could challenge Bob and them in a fireball comp. I don't know if Nachuskin uh, and Phil were talking they could do it. I don't know if they can do it. Uh, people I are talking we, out their ass like they could do that challenge. I'm telling you. <laughs> Bob and them, I, y'all might have to watch out, man. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a blast. And like I said, this is our third season doing it. So, it just goes to show, you continue to fucking put that content out, and you figure out what works, trial and error, and what doesn't. And I think we fucking, at least in this video, we figured out what works, and especially helps to have a fucking GoPro. Yeah, hopefully that. this time on the first tee, I can uh, do something. We can get started, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let's go to our Netflix quarterback show. We're highlighting uh, Patrick Mahomes. Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. I saw the trailer. I really, Kirk Cousins. I really cool. think that's just dope because they're highlighting like elite quarterback, like the best quarterback possibly of all time. Sorry, and they're, they're, they're then they're gonna highlight like a good quarterback because I think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. It's not gonna blow you off the you know radar. There's probably no clips of people. You know what I'm saying? The clips of the, the Patrick Mahomes clips and the Kirk Cousins clips is going to be a huge, huge difference. Then they add Marcus Mariota in there, a guy who's pretty much playing and competing for his job at times. Like I think the the way they're going to be able to intertwine between the players and how much different life is for Patrick fucking Mahomes than this for Marcus Mariota than this for Kirk Cousins, I think it's actually going to be really cool to watch. Plus, it looks full swing esque. Like in full I was just gonna and, say and, that. and full swing's fucking fire. I, I really enjoy full swing. Um so I think I think it's gonna be actually a really good show. Like something we could like follow here week to week and like fucking let y'all know how we feel about quarterbacks. I think I wonder like how deep they go. Um you know the one scene in full swing where Brooks is talking to his wife and he just seems so fucking annoyed and just thinking about his He's, golf swing. Yeah. I want to see Pat Mahomes with that with his wife. I need well, to people see people going nuts over that. I need to see a scene like that in that job. And I'll be satisfied. Yeah, because Brooks was like, you know, I just feel like like all I'm doing is thinking about golf yeah. and then like they literally cut to like his model of a wife like <laughs> talking about what she's gonna wear I was trying to try on clothes and, and he's just like you know the facial expression when you get when you're zoned out he's just zoned the fuck out just <laughs> staring like just into nothing and you can they 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 cut it so it looks like he's just thinking about his golf swing like just focuses on so i thought that was funny um yeah so i'm excited to see that too we don't really get to see that coverage besides hard knocks yeah we don't get to see that coverage Mm -hmm. now we get to see but they try to be fair and shit and give everyone which i like but like but now at least we can see the outside like the trailer literally has kirk cousins in his son's bedroom reading him a fucking book Mm -hmm. like so this is good for that just to see the outside stuff 
Um, I don't even know when the start date is or when when the first episode's released, but I think it's very soon. Yeah, it should be. Um, but yeah, so super excited for that. Um, let's go to where did I want to go to now? Where do I want to go to now? Um, uh, you're the fucking age. He's about to come into town. We'll start. We'll actually go. We'll go to uh, U.S. Open, and then we'll do. Nah, fuck that. Uh, okay, skip it, Shannon. I want to go backtrack here. Uh, Skip and Shannon are no more. We saw, this was probably two weeks ago. Shreesh. We saw Shannon Sharp say that he was done. And most viewers really took that as when uh, Skip had that whole nasty comment about Hall of Fame this, Hall of Fame that for for Shannon. And and that's kind of where people assume, including myself, when the downfall of, of Shannon and Skip, Skip and Shannon were done. So there was his last show. Both of them said great things to each other. Um, Shannon really gave a lot of credit to Skip for his career and backing him for become like coming on the show, backing him for everything that he stood for and, and his work ethic and all the time and effort that goes into the research that they do and the topics that they talk about because a lot of it, like they're talking about LeBron James and the NBA. And again, fucking Shannon was a Hall of Fame tight end. So different for that. Um, and he's saying, you know, most people know me now as a TV personality than a football player. And I don't mind that because of the work that I've put in. And then Skip gives him that credit. Shannon gives both. It was great. Um, but I think now, I honestly, I guess I just looked past how long they've been together. Seven fucking years. It's a long time. Number one, I don't know where Skip goes. Um, but you've you've seen, I saw a clip of Stephen A. Smith talking about it too. He's talking about how Skip elevated his career when he thought it was going in the wrong path in terms of not like just success. Like he wasn't getting a lot of success early on. So I think it's crazy how when you look at that example and then you look at Shannon, Skip's just like a, I guess, just an elevator for his his personalities. Now, again, or his co-host, I you should say. You could say that. You could say that based on their two comments. Um, But in terms of the stuff that he says, like, there is and and Skip did highlight that, you know, we do have like the point of the show is big disagreements and like we may cross the line. Shannon was on the other side of the spectrum, which was like there are lines, even though we're in this disagree show, there are lines and some we just don't cross. And I think that's where like the disagreement came. But seven long years. I don't know where Skip goes from here. He's obviously going to find a new guy. There was reports like uh, LaShawn McCoy might be on there. Oh! I don't know if I like Yo, that. Yo, you know what's funny? Because when I was talking to you on the phone where I was like, I was trying to think of guys who would be next. He was on my fucking list. I haven't seen him on Fox on the FS1 yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, on FS1. And he's actually pretty funny. He's been getting some like viral clickbait clips. Know. Yeah, that's true. But, and, and Skip liked that shit. I don't know if LaShawn would be ready for that, I, in bro, my I'll, opinion. I think he'd be ready for I don't know if you would fuck with Skip, though. I mean, but that's kind of what the that's show's yeah, relationship are. Like. I met LaShawn McCoy. No. Bro, real quick. I'm just, I'm on Market Street, AT&T store. You know, if you know what I'm talking about, if you've been around there. I see this big motherfucker, white tee, icy chain on, jeans, some Fazos, like regular fit. But I can just tell this motherfucker, he's turned around. I'm from the back. This ain't no regular human being. He turns around like, oh my fucking God, it's LaShawn McCoy. Bro, people are just walking by him. Like, I'm mind blown that people are just walking by LaShawn McCoy on Market Street. I can understand if we were in, like, a jersey or something. 
I was like, what the fuck? I walk up to him, like, yo, Shady, what's up, bro? Like, you get to be one of my favorite players growing up, this, that, and the third. Like, I still talk about the, I still talk about the snow game, this, that. And he's just like, I don't know, the same way he is on TV. He was like, yeah, I was fucking up out there that game. was not? Something like that real quick, and then he hopped in his car, and it went away. And I was like, oh, shit, like, one of my homies said something to him real quick, and then he hopped in his car, and went away. And I was like, this is a cool motherfucker. Like, I fuck with Shady. He's just cool it's shit. Lit. Hands were huge, big ass See, that's that goes back to our point again, real fast. That goes back to our point about what you said from Mookie Betts. Facts. People I didn't even think not, about that shit. People not recognize. I didn't even think that. about that shit. Bro, everyone was walking by him. I'm, and I couldn't think if it was because people were like, oh my God, it's LaShawn McCoy. I don't want to bother him. Or like, they just don't know who it is. Because that went through my head at first, low key. I was like, across the street, and I was like, do I cross the street to go say what's up to him? And I was like, fuck yeah, you go across the street to say what's up to LaShawn McCoy, oh, yeah. bro. Fuck it. Like, I don't even care if you see I'm the same way there. Sometimes I'm like, oh, fuck. Do they want to be bothered? Do I go? You just got to be cool about it. Like, I just want, I was like, yo, Shady, like, one of my favorite players growing up. Like, we still talk about the snow game and shit. Like, you're a legend. Boom. And I just want to keep it pushing. He was like, I think they fuck with that more than like, yo, like, let me get a picture, bro. Picture, picture. Like, right. on the story. Like, they just want a conversation. Like, they know the that fuck? you're not like, a, like yeah, just like, looking for clout. Um, I was thinking if it was a time to be like, yo, I got a podcast. But I was like, I don't know. He's <laughs> trying to get with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he probably hears that all the time. All the fucking time. Uh, okay. So back to Skip and Shannon. I don't know where Skip goes. We obviously just found out that possibility that LaShawn McCoy, I've only seen that name so far. But for Shannon Sharp. What does Shannon mean to Skip and especially the show having a Hall of Famer on the show for these past seven years? I mean, I think he just means a lot to. I think he just means a lot to Skip for real. All my respect to F S One and Fox, but like I don't really give a fuck about Fox. Skip, like it when um <clears throat> when Skip was no longer working with Stephen A. It's kind of like uh, okay, like is he cooked? Like what's about to happen here? Like I think. Shannon saved Skip as much as Skip helped Shannon. And that's why I think no matter what happens between you know, whatever they said on the TV show with lights and cameras, like maybe Shannon just thought like, okay, I can't work with you, but you're still a fucking goat of your own. You know what I mean dope human being? I'm sure Skip's cool as fuck to work with, but like that little shit where it's like, because when you start working with people for that long, you could tell they 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 most likely agree on like most macro shit. If I can work with you for seven years, our principles pretty much align. But the, you get to like that point in li like life and relationships, like the little shit. Like I, don't come in my career like that, bro. Don't say I'm jealous of another man. Like when I, they don't say shit like that. But I, I think I really would, wouldn't be surprised if they're still real close homies. I'm pretty sure Skip and uh, Stephen are probably still like pretty tight. Like huge respect for each other but i think they mean just as much for each other for different reasons as like it helped shannon become a big face and now people see him as a personality more than as a football player which is dope but he was motherfucking going out there as well and skip like i mean i think it kind of saved them i think people were like you said LaShawn mccoy uh, a name that went through my head that it won't happen but i was thinking like jj reddick or something like go over there and i don't think that would happen either but, like, it, it is leaving room for someone to come in and sit in that chair and, like, get elevated. Because, I mean, he's, I guess, proven to be able to do that before the past. I am i don't think he necessarily – I think it's a two-way street, though. But it's a real good opportunity for anybody to hop in that chair because you could never skip and right personality. You can see you go far. Skip Shannon got his own said. show now. like Yeah, I mean, Skip said, uh, you know, whatever comes next is, like, your best is yet to come. And obviously that's right. cliche. But for nah, your point and, and like – building him up and, and getting all this exposure on TV for these past seven years. He's now ready for the next big step. I will say, I am going to put this out there. Like, don't be surprised if he goes and sits next to Stephen A. Smith on first take. You think? Like, I mean, 
I, I don't see if you battled with Skip, you could battle with Stephen A. And that just gives more opportunities for the NFL season when Mike Garvin would, comes on. I would like that because I'll just, bro, I like how they bring on a bunch of different people for like different sports and shit, but I would just love to be another st- static, like Skip. I mean, Stephen A and someone else. Like, I just like that dynamic more so than like it's just Stephen A and then there's like a round table of like 18 people yeah that's because that's like, you know what i'm saying like, yeah. i like when it's when it's one and one for Stephen a and you know what you're getting versus like like michael every mondays during the football year and then now you have like mad dog on wednesdays or tuesdays and all these different guys jj reddick comes on kendrick perkins comes on there's so many different guys that come in now and i'm not really that interested in the show anymore as i was i'll still watch it but um yeah good stuff on skip and shannon very excited to see what happens to uh to where shannon goes in his career but you know, obviously not going to look past what this show was. Um, obviously, there's a lot of people out there that are going to miss this show. Facts, I will. Let's go to the U.S. Open. We have our three picks for the weekend, and I will be ranking my top three U.S. Open courses of all time. Okay, we are at L.A. Country Club, and for people that don't know... How far were we from L.A. Country Club? Did we ever see that place? I don't know. I don't... It's. It's. I think it's. it's right of... I think it's in the middle of where wherever I was reading, it said it was left of uh, Santa Monica, I think. Oh, that's fire! And then right of some other place, so it was in the middle of yeah, it was in the middle yeah, yeah. of two cities. Mm-hmm. Um, but crazy for golf to see the U.S. Open back in Los Angeles, back in California. Been over a hundred years since we've seen this, so very cool. And for the like the the layout of the course. Just listening to what all these top players are saying, you know, Rom said some things about it. Scheffler said some things about it. Rory said some things about it. JT said some things about it. A lot of the same things, which were, there's plenty of scoreable holes on this course. But on top of that, we're not, Rom's quote was, you know, we're not going to be seeing a lot of driver wedges like we are used to or normally used to. There's a lot of longer par fours. There's some longer par fives. You have the 284 par three. That's crazy. 284 yard par three. Are they hitting hybrids. Like, has to be. They, three. Depending on if it's downhill or uphill or into wind, it like, has to be. That's their three wood can easily get there. Like, like, oh my god. So, but that's just insane in itself. Um, they're just talking about the layouts. It's going to play a little bit longer, and that's why I'm excited to see. You know. It's gonna take more of our. We gotta. We gotta be better on our irons this week than our wedges, because most of the time, the holes that you need to stay alive are just go for par and get those. Get those driver, maybe eight, seven, six iron, maybe, and then you know a two putt, two putt four. Um, and then obviously you can't, you know, discredit. You guys have seen the videos of this rough. Like there are videos. Where these guys are dropping the balls from their knees as if they're taking a drop. And they drop it from their knee, and the ball just vanishes in the rough. You can't see it. You have to directly stand over top of the ball to see where it is. So just it's going to be the greens are running fast as hell. They are rolling. It is going to be an unreal week. And this is going to be a challenging week. And I'm excited to see some of the best of the best play at one of the toughest of the toughest. So that's going to be fun for me. But uh, let's go for our top three. What do you got? So my guys who I think actually will win the U.S. Open. It's kind of chalky. Can't lie. I don't have the one long shot. What I do have for you is a name that is still looking 
for that big win, and I think it's Xander Schauffele this week. I actually been think riding it. I actually think Xander Schauffele this week because it's one of those courses where I need my guy to be controlled off the tee box, and I need a guy who's good, who's good, like notoriously just tee to green. When he's putting well, which I feel like he always is putting well, but I just see his stats like tee to green are just always way better than his putting. I don't I talk to my golf experts about that, but from the little shit I look at. I think this is like a, a situation, of course, that's really good for Xander. That's my number one guy. Number two, Chalkmeister. But I'm pretty sure it was second place or third place last year. But I think Scotty's just knocking on the door this one. I don't know if you've seen the stats for him recently, but he's been hitting the ball insanely and just can't putt. Now, I feel like this has been the story for Scotty for like since he won the Masters, I feel like. Like, he won the Masters. And I think it was it. I forget the tournament that came next, but I just feel like he like was always getting there and just couldn't really putt or just missing these easy putts, missing these six, seven footers, and was just fucking himself last year. And I feel like you work on something like that so long, you can hit the ball so well like him, you stay locked in on it. One good weekend putting, like, I don't know. He can run away with this tournament. And then third, just because this dude just seems to always win the win these two tournaments, I got to have Brooks Koutke in there. Like, PGA and US Open. Like, I heard he shot at 62 in the practice round. Like, I guess, like... Damn, did he? Yeah. Like, I guess, like, going back-to-back majors is crazy, but I, I, he just seems to love these two majors, and I got to put Brooksy in there. Like, I got to put Brooksy in there. Those are my three. Yeah. A little chalky, well, but those were, are my three. You were right about Scotty. He tied with um, Willie Z. For a second. But there was that playoff. Playoff, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, all right. So, I got three here. I'm going to start with... Uh, I'm going to go lower odds first and then the higher. Um, again, it's not the, the highest I have is 4,500 for odds, but, uh, the first one can't not take John Rahm in this situation. Good okay. Pick. Another major. I know it's tough to go like back to back. Could be his year, but winning the masters, not winning back to back. That's what I'm saying. That's why I mind it. Yeah. And like, but it is tough to go back to back. So I can understand the, like not wanting to take the value at plus 900. That's, true. um, but this is just a playable course for John Rahm. Yes. So, uh, and then I have to go with my goat. Uh, just been my favorite player for many, many years now, Jordan Spieth. I just I want to see this guy successful again, uh, in terms of like placing higher. Bro, he was playing so well in the U.S. Open last year until he did that dumbass shit out yeah. the bunker, bro. I like, literally just and you were calling him last year. I yeah exactly, but I call him for a lot of my majors. Um, like, and I'll, I'll always go back to the travelers with him just because he's won that many times. I just, I want to see him, you know, I like a top 20 bet for him too. Like just something where we can see successful speed again, like the alliteration and also like where he can just start getting some good, good checks again. That's really what it is. So plus 2200 there for speed. I'll take it. Good number. And then lastly, you know, Manny went with the live guy. I had a feeling he was going to go Brooks. And if I didn't. <laughs> Take this one. I was gonna go Brooks, but the value there was plus eleven hundred for Brooks. Couldn't do it there. Um, I will easily go here if we need a good first round for this to be in play. We've seen that in a couple tournaments and other ones we haven't, where this guy just kind of falls off a cliff in first round and then just doesn't make the cut. But if we have a good first round, this one has a lot of value and a lot of juice. Plus forty five hundred price into Shambo. I think it's good value. And like I said, if we have a good first round. We're totally, like, in contention for this. But, again, we've seen time after time. Remember when he made that ridiculous quote about Augusta saying it was, like, an easy course for his long ball? And he hasn't made a cut since he said that three years ago. So, 
Like I said, though, if we have a good first round, this will easily be in contention for a plus 4,500 cash. We're not the big guys that are going to give you those, like, Sam Burns and plus 7,000, you know, those crazy... I'll bet it, though. Yeah. Two names I will give you for good value, though, which make, almost makes no sense. I told you the one before we recorded, which was JT. JT's probably still, like, plus 4,800 right now, which is crazy for Justin Thomas, who yeah, just won the PD Championship. And then two, I think... You can get real good value for Kyle Murakawa. I think he's north of plus 3K right now. And we're talking guys who can hit their irons really well and, and are good T to green. Kyle Murakawa's one of those guys, too. So, I pin plus 3K is a good number. But JT at 50 to 1? What the fuck? Dude, that's dumb. He just won one last year. I didn't even know that, to be honest. He just won one. I'm pretty so sure it's like 4,800 or Like was, It's like, what the fuck? Did not know that he was, that, that was his, uh, his value. Well, everybody, enjoy your... Uh, Father's Day weekend watching this insane U.S. Open at an absolutely tough, gorgeous course. Let's go to real quick here on the New York Giants. The New York Giants placed their pre-franchise tag offer back on the table. Now, what that was before, it was reaching up to $14 million. Don't know if that's going to be any different now, but I love what Saquon Barkley's been saying. He kind of took a shot at the Giants saying that they were saying that he was being a little bit too greedy. Which is, in my opinion, is false. He's not being greedy at all. And he even came out and said it directly. I'm not trying to break any records. I'm not trying to break the bank. I'm just trying to be compensated for what I've done for the team on and off the field. And I agree with that completely. Who else is fucking leading this team? Who? Who? So... I say paying the money, and everyone's like, you know, you see social media, you see some Giants fans, all this kind of stuff, and they're like, well, you know, running backs, are they just don't last that long, and, and that's kind of too expensive for them. I'm like, if you're going to say that, then I would love for you to keep talking like that when the Giants don't have Saquon Barkley, and you see how they perform without him. Love that. Love that. Love that. Like, they're me. right, but like, yeah, you do pay Saquon, but like, they're right, though. Like, it's so painful. That's why, like, running backs are such, like, a, a tough thing to, like, judge and get attached to. I mean, look at who we won the Super Bowl with, fucking Jay Ajayi on fucking minimum money and with Garrett Blunt. But, again, it also has money. to be tough for Saquon to so watch like, his quarterback, who's now getting $40 million oh, a year, blows. when he hasn't oh, even thrown for 15 yeah. passing touchdowns blows. in a year. Like, blows. I, I, I don't even know what, the, like, the... I really don't know what the solution is. I really think you just pay Saquon and try to build the best possible team you can around him. And I think Daniel Jones is the quarterback to start that whole build around of the running back of Saquon. But those people, like, with those with those criticisms of it's too expensive, like, dude, it is. Like, I hate to be like, it is, bro. And all it takes is, because, dude, it's like the fluke plays can come more often with the running backs, obviously, because the position. Like, there was a play last year when he stepped on someone's foot. I think it was against Dallas. He was running a dig across the middle or, like, a little crossing pattern and stepped on someone's foot and, like, rolled his ankle bad as fuck. And there, there that was. Like, God, like. But I, it's Saquon Barkley, so you have to pay him. But I can't say I disagree with people that are, like, tweaking about it. Because, like, fuck, bro. Like, but also, if you look at him, it's like, this motherfucker's built like Bo Jackson. Like, don't get hurt, bro. Like, I yeah, don't know. I mean, the franchise I, it's tag tough. was... It is a lot of money, though, for running back. It is, bro. It franchise is. tag was 10.1. Might have been 10.2. I believe it's 10.1. I'm trying to remember who's the last team that, like, won that shit with an expensive running back. We got... We go Chiefs. Rams, Jesus, um, Patriots are in there six times in the last recent memory. Um, Seahawks, okay, maybe. I mean, Marshawn, I, I, I want to get Marshawn. Okay, 
got to be missing a team, I feel like, where how they could go to running back when they want. Unless we're just not, bro. Rams lost with Todd Gurley, but he was hurt. James White, not really, but he snapped. Damn, I don't know, bro. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe TikTok can give us the one team that I'm missing, but I'm trying to think. Like, damn. Marshawn Lynch is the one that comes to mind. But, like, it, it can, so it can work. But history tells us, and the percentages is like, damn, you might as well save money on that position. It's tough, bro. But, like, for, like, because you know me, I'm a player first. Yeah. Get your bag, Saquon. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Like, but it is, money, like, you, running backs are just in a tough like tough position to negotiate. That's what I'll say. There's just such I'll a hard just say, like, to negotiate. Last thing on it, I'll say, like, from what he did last year, how does that not prove that he's capable of doing it? And everyone's sitting there, the same, you know, critiques on that, or critics, why am I saying that? He did saying, slow down, though, after. It's because he's injury bro. He did slow down, though, because I remember there was, like, a stat they were riding the fuck out of him the first, like, eight weeks when you guys were, like, playing, like, extremely well. And then, like, whatever started slowing down. That could be on to 90 different things, but. I don't believe stat. Saquon Barkley as an injury-prone player. I don't think so either. I, no, I believe. Saquon Barkley as a performer on and off the field and a leader that this fucking team needs. I don't understand all it. All Pay all the fucking man. All you really have. Pay him. That's all you really got really have. Like, <laughs> that's all you really have. This well, like, I mean, we, we got to hope that, that Jalen Hyatt and these new draft picks for the receivers can work out. But other than that, I need that leader on my team if I'm a Giants fan. Okay, here we go. Moving to, we are going to now... Head to the Oakland Athletics. There was a reverse boycott. Now, they did plan this before the season. We did talk about that on this show. There was nearly 28,000 fans at the Coliseum for the Oakland Athletics taking on the MLB's best, Tampa Bay Rays. And they did win that game for their seventh in a row. Did lose last night, but that's okay. Unbelievable stuff from the Oakland Athletics. I think it sounded like a playoff atmosphere. I think those players deserve that. But also, if you're those players, you're like, yo, chill, chill, chill. We're trying to go to Vegas so we can have sellout crowds like the Vegas Gold Knights every single night. Now, mind you, last night, there was it was empty again. I would love to see the number. But just for the comparison, on a Tuesday night, Oakland Athletics are looking at 8,000 fans on a Tuesday night, which is very, very low for the Coliseum especially. It just looks worse. On their reverse boycott, like I said, it was right around 28,000, which is insane. And they won. They scored a the you know a go-ahead run in the bottom of the eighth. Unbelievable stuff. Um, I, I was watching the game. I just wanted to see the fans. Now, this is going to be good for, uh, for the athletics, though. When they go to Vegas, they're going to have fans every single night. The engagement, not the engagement rate, the uh, attendance rate for the Golden Knights this season was 104%. So you're looking at a city like Vegas. These players will finally get deserve. They will deserve their fans there. But let's also talk about the shirts. Selling hundreds of thousands of dollars of shirts that say sell on it. We're chanting sell the team at first pitch. These fans deserve better. And they are done. But hey, they're not going to have a team anymore. I'm just thinking for the way that the Oakland Athletics are playing right now. Are we are we watching a 2023 Moneyball movie? Did somebody call Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill to run run this shit back with the Oakland Athletics? I don't know. That's what I think. We just tweaked on that bad narrative, bro. It was just <laughs> we so did. Ob- we it was did. Just so obvious, bro. I just like it was just so obvious, bro. The last seven games, bro. I didn't take one money line. 
Like, it's really sick. It, it will never happen again the rest of the year. There'll never be a run of this many games in a row where you'll get a plus 300 or a plus 256 cash. I'm going to chase it, and it's not going to come. And we had seven in a row where we knew they were boycotting. And two of them were against the Rays. But we knew, they were boy, we knew they were boycotting. Oh, yeah. We knew this was going on, and there was just no wagers. That's it's, it's actually getting sickening at this point, the amount of narratives. And 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 then you make a false narrative with with Alexander Zvev or whatever the fuck his name was in the French Open. Oh yeah, false narratives. Yeah, bro, like I fucking I, Christ. I can't imagine what narratives are real, what narratives aren't real. I don't know. We know the Moneyball narrative is real. Like, that, I know we are. We are literally living the Moneyball, Moneyball narrative. Is real. They 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 really almost like, swept fuck. the they really almost swept the race. I, I mean, can't they, even they believe that. Coming here, so they get they get Taiwan Walker. They get Taiwan Walker first. Like they could come in here. And yeah, because it's Philly's age now. We got Nola the day. We had Wheeler yesterday. No, we had Ranger yesterday. Uh, so it was Ranger Good yesterday. Wheeler. Solid. It was Ranger yesterday. No other day. They'll get Taiwan, and then like what? Like, do they get like a Strom day or like a Penn day? Like he was two nights ago. Now he was two nights ago. So, so probably they probably get like a Wheeler day. And then what? I mean, yeah, for the Phillies, we took care against the NL, the <laughs> National League best. Hell yeah! Like. Hell the, yeah! If the Phillies took care of the National League's best of the Arizona Diamondbacks, remember who we're talking about here. Should easily take it's the Phillies care in, of the fucking it's athletics. The, it's the Phillies in June. It's almost That's true. It's the Phillies in June. Man. That is true. They pick and choose until it starts getting a little. Well, it's not like the, a little later, and they they pick and choose. And they got the Braves early next week, so this is kind of a good little stretch. That's in Atlanta as well. All right, last couple things of the show here. Did y'all? Go ahead. Never mind, never mind. That wasn't Shaw. That wasn't Shaw. Right. Yeah, did y'all beat Berliner last night? Was that Shaw? Or was that who? fucking? We lost. Did you? Because I, I, I should say this. Jake Bowers, <laughs> you fucking suck. I will tell you this right now. The New York Yankees have not needed Aaron Judge more than right now. And all of you guys are thinking, maybe it's the bats. Maybe it's the bats. Hell no. We need somebody in right field that can actually track a fly ball to the warning track and hit himself in, with, with the wall. I don't understand this. We see it once in the fifth inning, and then we see it once in extra innings in the tenth. We had... Nimmo hit one deep, and then wh- where are we doing? We're like we're, we're like looking over. We're playing back shoulder game, like we're looking for a fifty yard pass from Patrick Mahomes off the left shoulder, off the right shoulder. Can't figure it out, and then it literally is just to the left of you. This is Aaron Judge in the field that is much more important right now than the bats. Let's also not forget the seven, eight, and nine hitters from the Yankees last night, and in these recent couple games are playing. Way out of their minds than your top guys, Anthony Rizzo, DJ LeMahieu. Mind you, he had the home run two nights ago. I don't care. Um, Glaber Torres, Anthony Volpe, who again, got out of his shell, fixing the swing. Chicken Parm, Austin Wells. You guys know what I'm talking about. I'm just, I, I, I'm flabbergasted at this fucking lineup. And hey, at least they're somehow able to win games with a lineup that is this shitty with everybody out. Um I, this is just it's, I'm getting sick and tired of it Aaron Judge needs to come back Not only for the bats But more, more more importantly For fucking tracking balls Down in right field He knows how to play these balls In most of these stadiums Not fucking Jake Bowers Who? Come on Alright uh, I'm done with that uh, These guys just piss me off I just don't like seeing Mets fans Or Mets players happy It's just It's that simple It's tough um, Alright so 47 years later The Denver Nuggets Win the title um, pretty simple stuff. We obviously knew everybody and their mothers knew that uh, Nikola Jokic was going to be the Finals MVP, twenty-eight and sixteen in that clinching win. First player 
For, uh, this is per ESPN stats and information. Jo Jokic is the first player to lead all players in points, rebounds, and assists in a single postseason. Pretty remarkable. And apparently, he just doesn't give a shit. What did he say? What did he say? He lost, got the MVP trophy, and he lost it? Let's see. What did he say? Well, first of all, he says, from Malika Andrews here, basketball is not the main thing in my life. It's something that I'm good at. Okay. Well, then we get into a conversation with, me, with Malika Andrews as well, again, and he says, he's, she's asking about the trophy. Where the hell's the MVP trophy? I really don't know. I left it in Sparky's room, and it's not there anymore. So I don't know. But hopefully, it can arrive in my house. Interesting. I just don't buy that shit at all. I, I think something about, I think it might be European culture, too. I think they're just extremely humble, like, on camera and with things first. As far as, like, I think American culture, that we're cool with, like, being a little more, like, show yourself, bro. You just won. Like, I don't give a fuck what you kind of say. I think in the European culture, it's like, yo, you got to be more humble. Because I feel like I get that same, I got that same vibe from Giannis when he first won. Remember when he, people, he was kind of saying the same thing, which is cool with me. That's cool. What I don't, I, I at a point, though, I feel like we're, like, going over the top and we're just capping. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I lost the final MVP trophy. Like, oh, I just don't give a fuck. Or like, yeah, like basketball is just something I do. Like, it's something I'm good at. Like, it's just, at that point, it's just cap. It's cap, bro. It's cap. It's cap. I'm sorry. There's no, like, we have to understand what we're talking about here. Because there's people that were like, oh, yeah, we're talking about work-life balance. Work-life balance. There's no balance when you're a professional basketball player. There was never balance in your life. You guys, like, what do you mean work life balance? These motherfuckers have been playing 300 games of basketball since they were eight years old. What are you talking about balance, bro? It's been there. Like, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, like this is just something. Like, no, basketball is actually your life, bro. Like, it, like it, I understand where you're coming from because like you're trying to compartmentalize and like you have a wife and kids and a huge fucking family. Like, obviously, you have to say it like that, but like. Dude, I feel like that. I feel like, I don't know. I saw someone say something to the effect of, like, we, like, idolize our players that, like, spend their entire waking hours and their lives to their craft. And, like, we expect everyone to be that way. And I don't, like, I don't think I, it's not like I expect them to be that way. I just know what it takes, bro. Like, to be that good at basketball, like, you're not just, he, he's not working out two, two hours a day and, like, sitting down, guys. Like, I don't, y'all are fucking tweaking. How about like, look up, look up his stats from when his first three years in the league and look at his stats the next three. Like, he's not just chilling. Like, basketball is his, I promise you. He's, basketball is his life, bro. Like, the way, he might have doing the Kobe, like, 5.30 a.m., 9 a.m., and 3 p.m. workout, but he's probably doing, like, a 6 a.m. and a 2 p.m. workout, guaranteed fucking feed. Definitely in the gym. Like, because I, oh, Joel and Beats the same shit when he was like, they were like, oh, like, you know, you and Jokic are neck and neck and you guys keep swapping favorites for the MVP race. And he said something to the effect of, like, I don't really care how it goes. Like, something, something. I'm like, bro, sh please miss me with that shit, bro. <laughs> I think that's cat. Like, I honestly think it, like, it's, I, I think where I'm coming from, like, it's okay to care, bro. Like, I think, you know what I'm saying? The people, like, oh, the I don't care and, and there's more to life than this. Like, there is more to life than this. You're not going to play basketball past 40. So there's going to, you have a long time to folk like the shit that you have in front of you right here is, it, it's hugely important to you. You've been putting in more than 10,000 hours in this single craft. Like you don't have to pretend you don't care, bro. Like I, off the time you spent on it, I know it's a big deal, bro. Like I, I don't, I actually like it more when people actually care. Not that you have to be like slamming doors and you win the finals. Now you're fake crying on the ground. Nothing like that. But like take the finals last year when uh the Warriors won and you could see like 
just as soon as they won, they're about to win. It how much it actually meant to Steph Curry. People were actually writing him off. People actually think he was actually like the goat of a point guard he actually is. And it's that that little that little second where he's just hugging the ball, bent over crying, goes over and just hugs his dad. Like yeah, okay, it means a lot, bro. Like it means a lot to everybody. I, I don't know that I prefer that shit than to watch Jokic like walk around and like not like have any expression and be like yeah I lost that finals the NBA finals MVP trophy like. I just I don't like that shit at all, bro. I think that's a little bit uh, to the extreme. We just can we can care. It's okay to care, bro. It's no one's gonna hate you for caring. Let's not forget that Jokic signed a five-year, two hundred and seventy-two million dollar year, million dollar contract, making I think this year was it's fifty-four annually. I think this year I don't think it it goes into play. So I think it's like thirty million or thirty-two million, something like that. But you, you're lying if you're telling me that you're making that kind of money and you just don't care. Okay? That's my thing. Like, like, exa- but like, he doesn't even, like, exactly, he doesn't, I don't think he doesn't give a fuck about the money. Like, it, I, it, Maybe he so, doesn't care about the money and I'm No, wrong. it's so funny because it's like, the, your point's right because it's like, bro, people are going to be like, bro, like, obviously doesn't care, he has all this money. But like, bro, I guarantee if you ask him, he actually says, I don't care about the money, which they probably shouldn't. It's literally basketball and his family. It's just that weird thing where we got to, like, over the top, like, act like and prove we don't care, bro. I respect it, though. It's all... I, no, I respect the fuck out of that. Family and basketball. Yeah. Like, family and whatever. Hell yeah. Bro, hell yeah. And yes, there is more to life than basketball. and Because I, I think there's a lot of things that are right about what he's saying. And I'm not trying to necessarily just completely attack Yogi. Because we've seen this with other players. Where it's like... Like, I thought it was cool when Miles Garrett had a bunch of hobbies besides football. What I didn't think was cool was when people were trying to say he didn't care about football because he had all these hobbies. Where it's like, it's like, I feel like there's like kind of like a culture thing where people are like, it's like, oh, he doesn't care. Like, people are trying, other people try to make it not cool that they don't care. Some people try to make it cool that they don't care. I think all these guys fucking care, bro. That's where I come from. Like, I think, I, I don't, I, if you try to tell me you don't care, I think you really do. If you try to say this guy streams, like Von Miller or Ben Simmons, they stream on the weekends or something, they don't care about basketball. I think those guys still care about basketball. Like, I think like this whole, like, don't, I don't care culture, it fucking pisses me off, bro, especially when it comes to sports, because nah, I ain't buying that shit, bro. That's that's all you have as a dude, bro, I feel like. I, I ain't buying that. I don't care culture, bro. This or he was, don't care. I'm not buying it. This was the most watched NBA playoffs in five years. I ain't buying that shit either. Averaging 5.47 million views. Cap, cap. Really? Cap, bro. Cap. Cap. Okay, so then, all right, well, then, then let me ask you this then. Cap. Uh, what can you say as we kind of close this out and head over to uh, NHL? I highly doubt that a 1 8 4 1 gentleman's sweep was the highest viewed finals. Like, cat, bro. Like, can we just be real for a second? Can we be real? Can we what? actually be real? I, 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 I trust the number. No! I trust the number. <laughs> no, you don't. I think a lot of it was, uh, no, you yep, you know what it was? A lot of it was the Knicks making a run. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I forgot. No, okay. Like, no sh- okay. Okay. Like, no way. Running bro. it back. Uh, what can we say? What can you say as we close this out and the NBA finals, the NBA playoffs, the entirety of the NBA season? What can you say about this run from the Miami Heat and the heart from Jimmy Butler? Eric Spolster is like top three of all time, top five possibly. Like, he's going to end up between that top three, top five range. What he's been doing with these guys the last, like, three, four years is criminal, bro. It's fucking criminal. But second off, Jimmy Butler, like, shout out. Fucking dog. Miss you so much. I do wonder what happened this series, though. Shell of himself. Was that Aaron Gordon? 
because he played his ass off all playoffs, including on the going guys like LeBron James, KD. So AG was doing his thing. But there was reports. I don't know if you saw that people were saying there was something going on with his dad and shit. And there's a lot of stuff going on. It's it saddens me if because of things outside of basketball, we got the worst of Jimmy in the finals. But fuck, man, Jimmy Butler and Eric Spoelstra, like the run you guys have gone on these last three, four years with the Heat is actually unbelievable, and we can do nothing but tip our caps. That's all I can say, bro. It's yeah. actually I, I see Duncan Robinson, Max Struess. I see fucking. I mean, oh my fault, Bam. Bam out of bio. We, we we had a good fucking great fucking playoffs. As much as I meme Bam out of bio for them for ESPN saying that he was better than Joel Embiid a couple years ago. He's not, but he's literally probably outperformed Joel Embiid in the last two or three playoff runs. In total, like when we like consider like what you're supposed to be on paper, and then what you end up doing in the games, like like we're talking like handicap basketball. Like <laughs> Bam's been better, bro. Like low key, like so I gotta tell my cap to him too. I can't even cap. Yeah, I gotta give some credit there. Second, second eight seed to make it all the way. So pretty cool to see. Uh, we'll we'll head over to. Well, I do want to say this real quick on on Jimmy Butler. As much as it like looked from the from the box score of what his stats were early on before he scored thirteen of the last thirteen Heat points, yeah. he was hovering around eight. Wait, points. Wait, no, no, no. Okay, so the final game he started fucking going off. That last pull was criminal. Yeah, it was terrible. That three we, we was criminal because he finally started getting hot again. I'm like, all right, Jimmy, we need two here. This is a perfect Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Get into the lane, floater. We only need two. He pulls like a turnaround LeBron versus the Washington Wizards, like bank shot, try to pull that off three. I'm like, Jimmy, what the fuck? But besides that, yeah, Jimmy was Jimmy. Yeah, but he, I mean, he was fine, but we have to give a lot of credit to Denver's defense that entire game. AG. They were locking Jimmy Butler the fuck up, AG. and they realized that this is what the game plan is. If we shut down Jimmy Butler, we have to force the role players to play, and they, they weren't shooting. Yeah. So that, that's all I had to do. Easy money, easy game plan, and they, and they, they got it done. They were like one for 19 at a point in game five. Um, the Nuggets and still found a way to come back and I mean Jamal Murray seemed to be the only one to hit big shots when need him. Also, really big shout out to Jamal Murray. Tore the fuck out of his knee. God, his fucking his dick exposed on the internet. Like went through a lot. I think him and Hair broke up. He thought like, they were gonna went be, through a lot. He thought of they shit, were gonna. Man. They were gonna. They were he gonna, gonna, gonna trade him. him. He, he went through done. a lot of shit. So shout out Jamal Murray for this chip too, dog. Yeah. And shout out to uh, MPJ. Three back surgeries. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Couple good shout outs there. We I, 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 we haven't shown y'all enough. Hey, love. and and uh, my biggest thing about Bruce Brown's about to get a 2016 hundred million dollar contract because he's a great role player. Shout I, out. My biggest thing is is when we're Colin Gillespie got a chip. Colin Gillespie got a chip. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I'm not even gonna go there. Um, <laughs> what are you about to say? I just want to like, how was he there? He didn't play a single game this year. Like, Who, how Kyle? was he, no? He was hurt all year. I think was so, he not, like, was how, he, how was he allowed to be on the bench? I don't understand that because they signed. They probably still signed. They probably said they, it probably was like a year where you were gonna make this team and get minutes if you didn't fuck up your leg or your knee. Bro. Yeah, because so. he played in three September games. Yeah, yeah. Then, it was like you were gonna be. We know you were gonna be a big part of this team. No offense. Uh, no, no. I, I'm not coming at him. I was just confused. I'm like, wait, no, he didn't play yeah, a game all year. I How think, is he allowed to I be think there for the they were like, they are. Is that a wasted bench sheet? I think they are. Nah, I think they had him set to the side. It was like, this guy's going to be with us and he was going to play this year. Let's have him struggle with this experience. Like, I think I think that's why. I think he was going to be a big role. Hey, that's, I, I hope to see it next year. I, I, I've been a, awesome. That's a big add to the mix, too. I mean, fucking yeah. Christ. So, uh, great stuff. Uh, my biggest thing for NBA and NHL and uh, those kind of finals, and especially in MLB as well. I like when, no matter who I'm rooting for, if the team can clinch that night and they are home, I want them to win. I want them to win in front of their home fans. 47 years, and we get to win in front of Denver. And the place goes nuts. Aaron Gordon's on the street. 
there was a shooting that night. Don't this even want to get wild. into that, but um, pretty cool stuff. I did not. I want to do this really, really fast because I did not do this. I didn't rank my fucking U.S. Open courses. I peeped. So I'm going to do it really fast. Completely forgot about it. The top three U.S. Open courses That's of him. all time, in my opinion, my personal opinion, is number three, starting three to one, is Marion. Okay? I'm a... We live in PA. Okay. We I we live in PA. I did not expect Mary to be in there. So that's kind of maybe a little biased, but it's still an unreal okay. course. Have you played, okay? that's have not, you played Marion? Uh one time. Wow. Um, but that's I didn't play the good course. Like I, I didn't play the course that they played. It was like the we'll, East we'll, course, we'll, I think we'll, it was the West course, and we'll then the good one's the East course. We won't tell anybody that. Yeah, we'll tell All right. Uh and then number two. I wasn't here at this one. My dad was at was in there in oh nine and there's a flag over there that has mm -hmm. it. Maybe I'll show mm -hmm. it next time. Uh Beth Page Black. Easy money. Obviously, got to put New York on there and an Unreal. I think it's a little controversial. I think people would put Beth Page Black a little bit lower. Um, but I think everyone's going to be in agreement that this next course for number one is in your top three in no matter what order. And that is simply it's Oakmont. It can't mm. it, it can't not be. Another PA course. You got two PA courses on there and a, uh, and a New York course on there. So I think that's a fair top three. Marion at three, Beth Page Black at number two, and Oakmont at number three. Those are my top three. Put US some Open respect courses. on Northeast Golf. Come on, baby. Come Put on. Some Fire us up. I like that. All right. And let's close out this gorgeous show on this Thursday, June 15th. Can I ask you something, though, before I yeah, ask you go about ahead. the. Why is it that it seems to be the second round of the NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs seem to be the best round? Why is that? You know, I don't know, though, because... I feel like last year, the NHL final was mid. NBA final was cool. You could I mean, argue, though... NBA like, final was cool last year. You could argue first round NHL was the best this year, though. No, yeah, first round was I mean, you had the upset. Yeah, you, had, you had Rangers-Devils in that fucking rivalry. Panthers. You had Panthers upsetting yeah. number one. You had the Kraken upsetting the defending champs. Yeah. You had the Edmonton Oilers and the Kings, which was a slept-on fucking series. Yeah. Um, the Stars made a deep run. There was there was some good series in that in that first round. I just think like for, we haven't had like a crazy like I don't know when was the last like crazy Stanley Cup final? Or am I tweaking? Like just please put me on. I like mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like that will be really like something that would put everybody on to to NH. Not everybody, but you know what I mean. The fringe guys. I mean, last year was pretty predictable. I think a lot so of people thought that Tampa had not a chance, watch. but. Colorado was going to win because of the fatigue from Tampa, and also Colorado was the better team. You yeah. can argue this is the same thing this year. Everybody oh, yeah. probably wanted to see Florida because yeah. that's another eight seed, another South Beach team like <laughs> the Heat. You know, we had a chance to see both of them. Um, but they just ran out of gas, dealing with a lot of injuries. Kachuk had that broken sternum. He's out, so he didn't play in this game. Broken sternum is crazy. He had Ekblad with broke his foot in the Boston series. Two dislocations to his shoulder. Um, there, there's all these injuries are coming out now. And again, there was not obviously no excuse. We all know that. Uh, but Vegas was just simply the better team. And in Couldn't recent years, them. we can say that about the Stanley Cup winners. But again, this is a team that won at home. Okay, we got back to back in NBA and NHL. We got to see they were memeing, two though. teams <laughs> win their first championship in, in the, team history. The Vegas history. fans look fucking bored by the time it was 9-3. They probably were celebrating like the second they period. Been louder. Thank God. Nah, they, nah. I mean, you gotta think. If we're up 9 fucking 3, I probably were, I was celebrating the chip in the second period, yeah, bro. I yeah. was already drinking like, alright, the game's over now. Thank they, fucking they God I can go park. Like, Florida was nice about it. They let them have their own, like they let them have yeah, the puck yeah. in their own zone for the last like, you know, 25 seconds. Um, But like, I, I don't remember, like how, we gotta like, you know, be focused in on this. 
when teams are going to win the Stanley Cup, like how early do they jump off the boards and start mm. celebrating? Like this was at like ten or twelve seconds. So you're they're already jumping around. The horn hasn't even sounded yet. But I did like like this made the arena a lot louder. That final horn went on like four For straight minute, times, yeah. which was lit. That mm. was pretty cool. Mm. But will this go down? My question is like, will this go down as the Vegas Golden Knights? Will they go down <laughs> as one of the greatest expansion teams? Ever? Like, unbelievable. This is unbelievable. And let's talk about the owner. Meanwhile, as the fucking flyers and rebuild purgatory. Like. Yeah, exactly. But let's talk about let's talk about the owner. Bill Foley says six years ago, playoffs in three, Stanley Cup in six. And goddamn, boy oh boy, was he right about that. This is a team okay. Keith Jones said on the broadcast, this is a team that gave up a lot of draft picks and a lot of assets to get where they are. Dealing for Jack Eichel this year. Unbelievable. Mark Stone playing out of his mind. Okay? that Like, can we just talk about that for a second? First hat trick in a clinching game in a hundred years. This Everyone's talking about, you know, this wasn't that great of a finals. This wasn't that great of a playoffs. I disagree. But statistically, it technically was. You actually think this final was, like, like, like good to watch. You're tweaking. Bro. But hold on. You that have a narrative. Was you, have, you have a narrative. I literally though. watched every game, put bread on it. Like, I was. You have this a final narrative. Was, like, I actually. Like, I don't know. This final was mid, bro. Your narrative is that you have the, the, another South Beach team playing on in the NBA, too. So you would think that those Florida Heat, those Florida fans, those Miami Heat fans, would be going for the Florida Panthers. I just felt but like those games were just so over, like this. Bro. The overtime Second game in game three was lit, though. That was that fun was to watch. Game. That was a good game. Um, but again, this goes back to the point that Vegas was just the better team. Yeah, like it and was just like, damn, like Bob and Nett was just not not that guy down the stretch of these playoffs. Okay, that break hurt him, bro. I it's, think it, I think that sweep and that sitting simple. down. You have a hot goaltender after the sweep. He had to sit down for probably like a week, week and a half. That's what it was. But in, it, statistically, we're looking at this game five from front office sports. Game five of Golden Knights Panthers averaged two point seven two million viewers across TNT and True TV which is the least watched Stanley Cup clinching game in 30 years. That's just disappointing for hockey fans. We got to do better. Nothing is better than watching Lord Stanley hoist So what the mid, fuck are we doing? Bro. Like, that series was just mid, bro. Like, I think people were really trying to tune in. There was the narrative. We had Florida. We had it. Like, I was trying to get locked into this series, and it felt like almost every single game was like, all right, first period, we're cool. Like, Vegas might score first. Like, all right, Florida might tie it. Florida's going to take a dumb penalty here. Can't keep the hands to themselves. 2-1. They get, like, a 4-on-4. Four four. Uh, Florida gets another penalty. 4-on-3. Three. 3-1. Three, it's like, bro, what the fuck am I watching, bro? Like, it's like every single game it felt like that. Like, I don't know. We need a better final next year. We need, like, a McDavid versus, like, you know what I'm saying? We need one of them Johns next year. Well, game 7. I'll tell you what. Like, we need, like, one of them. I got my coach. Peter... Laviolette. Also, I was going to say, do we just put people on six-year contracts now? Is it six-year contracts? Vegas did it, and he promised it in six years. Do we just put coaches on six, coaches, GMs on six-year well, contracts? I, I, I'll put GMs, I'll, I'll put GMs on that. Yeah, coaches you can't I put on I won't put coaches contract. on that because you see it in, well, at least in Laviolette's. I mean, he's about to be back with the Flyers, jokingly, but. You but, know what I'm <laughs> but like you see in, in, in his tenures with his teams, Hurricanes, he won with the Hurricanes. Then, you, you know, you move on with the Flyers for a while. They only gave him, like, 20 or so games before he got fired in that mm-hmm. in that season that he got let go in. Then he goes to, to um, Nashville and just outperforms, outkicks his coverage there. And then, you know, it's it's going to the narrative for Philly fans where it's like, every time we let go of somebody, they're just better with somebody else. And he was there. He was better with them. Then we go to Washington. My thing with P- 
Peter Laviolette is in years one to three, there has to be something, a big change, and something successful within the team. Do we make a deep playoff run? Do we get to the Stanley Cup and lose? Do we get to the Stanley Cup and win? Something big like that in those first three years. Because after three years, he just it's just how it works with him. He just declines, and then he's fired. And what was the contract deal? How many years? Three fucking years. So in years one and two, I don't know who's coming back this year. Kane's out for four to six months with this surgery. Do they retain Tarasenko? Who the fuck knows? But I'm ex expecting another deep run from last year, going to the ECF again, <laughs> and possibly getting making it actually to the Cup for the first time since 2014. We will see. $11 million players got to show up. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody has to fucking show up at that point. Uh, we we were premature. We were way too premature on fucking firing George Gallant, but or Gerard Gallant. But that's not my. That's that's not. We're not talking about that. That's our show today, ladies and gentlemen. If you have watched on YouTube, drop a like, comment, and subscribe. And our audio platforms, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, do not forget to give us those ratings. Our social media platforms, we're posting a lot of TikTok comments, uh, content on there. A lot of Tea Party content going on there. Social media, Twitter is at ADED Podcast. Our Instagram is at ADED Pod. And our TikTok is simply just the name of the show the all day everyday show what a show we're gonna go shoot a tea party can't wait to show you you've been listening to the all day everyday show with all day aj and the homie manny ruffin we will see you when we see you tea party's going crazy make sure to watch those videos we're having a fucking blast see you guys in a bit